everyone, and welcome to Minute 149 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again is Will Slater of Exploding Helicopter. Welcome back, Will. Hi, Rob. Thanks for uh, having me back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? It's fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to find an exploding helicopter for you in this movie. Uh, we haven't well, we'll found any looking. yet. We're gonna we'll keep look. looking. Keep looking. You never know. We'll be able to change history by uh, <laughs> by showing that. Who knows? So, uh, minute one forty nine begins with Hiltz continuing his joyride around the the German countryside, and goes all the way till we get to see a plane flying over a castle in the mountains. We discussed yesterday the you know Hiltz doing as much as he can to show off his riding skills, motorcycle riding skills, that is. And basically, he's continued to be chased in this minute. And he does all he can in order to outpace his pursuers, who are, for some reason, not catching up. <laughs> when I was watching this minute, I kind of, you know, we see McQueen, you know, motorcycling over all of these, uh, you know, this hilly German landscape. And I, I almost sort of half expected, uh, you know, McQueen to sort of, you know, come up one of these hills and find the Von Trapp family, you know, atop there. Oh, my you know, God. Singing I can't believe you're saying that. I, I was thinking that today when I was rewatching these <laughs> scenes. I was like, where are the where where are the Von Trapps? <laughs> That's really funny. Because it's very bucolic, isn't it, this moment? It's completely. These, you know, it's lovely, lovely mowed grass, these softly undulating hills. I mean, it's 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 very nice. Yeah. And, I mean, we get 20-something seconds of Hiltz just riding this motorcycle. I mean, I would, I, I would call this, uh, you know, uh, cycle porn. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's, there's no logical reason that this, that they need 22 seconds of this in the movie. Uh, and we're not even talking about what we saw yesterday, <laughs> but but it's still one of the most iconic parts of this whole movie. You know the fact mm -hmm. that you know the picture of him on the motorcycle. Obviously, you know in in uh, I think next or two weeks we'll we'll get to talk about that even more. We get a lot of shots on him on this on this motorcycle from every single direction. One thing I was one you know. thing I was wondering as I was watching uh, you know Steve McQueen uh, you know uh, on his motorcycle looking very cool in his uh, you know his car keys and his uh, you know cut down sweatshirt. Why I couldn't I can't remember from watching the film why is Hiltz not uh, in a like a scape uniform or disguise because sort of you know all of the everyone else is you know they've got these suits you know that they've uh, tailored you know to make them look like um you know uh like uh like you know trap farmers, exactly, and, farmers uh, you or know, business businessmen yeah. and... but uh, how come hiltz is just going out uh, you know under the wire in his uh you know in his gap outfit is there any to that in the film it's a really good question nope none whatsoever basically it comes down to the fact that apparently he, you know, just refused to, to, to change out of this. I'm surprised he doesn't have his uh, jacket here. You know, he, he has a leather yeah, I mean, bomber jacket yeah. through most of the movie, and here he doesn't have it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I mean there, there is, you know, uh, Steve McQueen's character is very anachronistic, isn't it, in terms of in terms of the clothes that he's wearing. And then I'm, I'm sure you've probably already discussed the motorcycle that he is riding is also uh, an anachronism as well because it's uh, I think it's a motorcycle from the 1960s. Yes, someone someone came back in time and, and gave him a motorcycle. <laughs> 
ex- exactly. So uh, yeah, and, and as you as you were saying, you know, the, the, the motorcycling scene does go on here a, a bit too long. So I I think probably what lies behind all this is McQueen exercising uh, some star power here to say, um, these are the clothes I'm wearing. Um, uh, this is the motorcycle I'm riding, and this is how long. I want to be on screen riding this motorcycle, wearing my clothes. And uh, yeah, clearly the producers were not in a position at that moment to, uh, to argue against uh, uh, Steve McQueen. Did you notice the final shot that we get to see of him on the motorcycle? It's centered exactly in the middle of the frame. You know, he, he stops the the motorcycle in the, the dead center of the frame Mm. in order for us to get to see a perfect shot of him on this motorcycle. And then we get to see him look around, and you know he revs up the the motorcycle a little bit and continues mm. on his. Uh, it, it looks like he's maybe at a fashion show. He's like looking up and down the, the runway. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, you know he, he revs the motorcycle, just takes off, and you know we get to see all the the dust and dirt right up behind him, stuff like that. I mean, this was twenty eight seconds of this whole minute <laughs> was just Hilt, you know, <laughs> trampsing around on a on a motorcycle. I mean, one of the things that I've said numerous times throughout this entire podcast is the fact that, that there are very few points of this movie that I would say that, that I would cut out that, that are extraneous. It's all very important to to the plot, mm. to the story. I think we just found half a minute that we could have gotten rid of. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. It does. Um... I mean, it all looks it all looks very nice, but uh, as you say, it's not really advancing the plot or, or, or pushing anything along here. So, uh, yeah, you do you, you do have to wonder as to quite what 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 this footage is is doing in the film, and yeah, sort of uh, McQueen's interest in motorcycles, you suspect, lies behind uh, probably lies behind its presence. Yes. His interest in 1960s. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They somehow the 1962 motorcycle in 19. 19- I mean, he never did. Did he do yeah. motorcycling in a, in another movie? I mean, he obviously did like Le Mans, nope. which was his kind of car nope. racing, yeah, racing. vanity project. Yes. But uh, yeah, he seems to obviously whatever whatever he had with motorcycles, he you know got it out of his system in this film. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there's there's no question about that. It, it, it it's pretty interesting that they actually let him put it in. Because of the fact that it really doesn't fit in, but it's with become the story completely iconic. So he he was clearly clearly completely. on either by luck or design. You know, he has stumbled on something that you know is you know has lived on for sixty years and will probably live on for, for sixty more at least. Yeah, I'm sure, if not longer. I mean, that, that's also one of the reasons I chose this movie is because there's so many iconic points into it. And you're right the 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 motorcycle jump is there. You know that and most people, when they think of the Great Escape, that's the first thing they're going to think. Without of. question. Yeah, I I don't know if I would say that. I I, I couldn't give you an answer of what I would think of, because you know I've <laughs> I've now you know discussed the 149 minutes of this movie in detail. Yeah, you're thinking far too deeply about this film, so you're 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 not, you're not probably not the best best person to ask of like what's the first thing you think of when you think of the Great Escape? Your mind's your mind's yeah. too cluttered with. With the minutiae now of, the, of right. this I film. I think if someone so. were to ask me what's the first thing I'm going to think of, my, my first thought will be, okay, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be the answer. But who knows? We'll see in a year or two from now if someone asks me 
you know, what do I think of the Griscape? Well, we'll see what, what, what memories stay there that I don't need to go re-listen to. And then we get a shot. We're, we're back watching a, a plane flying in the air, wondering who's in this plane. Obviously, you can see that it's, uh, it looks like uh, James Garner on the side of that plane. So we, we know that we've found them once again. We, we know that they've now continued their journey. At this point, the, we get to hear the, the music change again. It goes back to this optimistic uh, you know, music. Here we have two characters that are about to make their escape a reality. Nothing's and, uh, gonna re- nothing's gonna go wrong now. Nope, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> you know, hint, hint. <laughs> Next stop, Switzerland. Right, and then he screams to you know. Obviously, there's a lot of noise going on in the, in this plane as the propeller is going. So he screams to Colin, "Alps!" You know, Colin's response, as always, is splendid. You know, <laughs> everything is splendid for him. Now, what I find really funny is he could have said they could be flying anywhere, and he's going to say, "Oh, look." <laughs> They're the Alps. <laughs> he could be looking at a squadron of German fighters and, uh, you know, he says, the Alps. And, uh, yeah, or, as you say, Colin would believe it. Hey, look, but, uh, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> you know, from European Vacation, for anyone who didn't get that reference. He could just scream at anything. Colin would believe him because he knows he needs to trust him. You know, they've. <laughs> it's just really funny. It's become it's become possibly an unhealthy relationship at this point now between uh, these two well, these from two our characters for sure because because we, <laughs> we don't know if he's telling him the truth it's positively <laughs> toxic completely and then once again we get to see the, the the fake landscape behind them through the window which looks very funny you know they 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 are they swerve the the, the cockpit back and forth a little bit you know they seem as if they're 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 moving along in the real countryside here. Then we get some external shots of the plane flying again. Beautiful shots of Switzerland or Bavaria or the Alps, whatever you want to call it. There's like this beautiful lake that they fly over also. It, it's really great. And it's like a, it's like a tourist, uh, it's like a tourist advert, isn't it? That's right. Certainly, certainly many of the minutes that we've been watching uh, this week, uh, yeah. you know, you could uh, you put TV adverts and uh, yeah, come visit Germany. Come visit Bavaria. <laughs> you can see motorcyclists and flyers wherever you want. <laughs> then we go back into the plane itself and we get Henley say, over this range, then 20 minutes more and we've got it made. Uh, which, again, is is very typical in a movie, in most movies. When someone says something like that, you got to be very weary oh, yeah. of what's really going to happen. That's the first thing. But, but the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about this is, how does he know that? You know, <laughs> even if he's even if he is an expert flyer. I mean, we discussed earlier in the week that mm. maybe he, you know, is is uh, similar to Commander Sh- Shears from Original River Choir, where he's faking it all, a yeah. grifter. He's not really a pilot. That's why he can only fly the, the this trainer plane. Okay, I can I can believe all that. But how can he know that as soon as they get over those mountains, there's they got twenty more minutes till they get to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd have to have uh, a phenomenally good understanding of uh, European geography, because um, I, I did a bit of um, a bit of uh, back of the envelope calculations, and um, actually, um, you know, James Garner's right. He is. They are about twenty minutes from from Switzerland. So, 
if we use um, the, we see this castle in this particular shot. It's the, uh, uh, forgive my German pronunciation, it's the uh, Neuschwanstein Castle. Now that is uh, about uh, 263 kilometers from Switzerland. So on my back of a, you know, back of a fag packet calculations, I kind of estimated well, planes traveling at. Uh, 350 miles per hour, which was uh, uh, a sort of cruising speed of a Spitfire. No, I have no idea what plane these guys are flying. Um, so to cover that kind of distance, 20 minutes is about right. So, um, you know, James Garner, we, we are suspicious of him um, many ways, uh, you know, that we, as we've discussed already uh, this week. But uh, at, at this particular moment, he does. He is perhaps he is actually right in what he's, uh, you know, telling Donald Pleasance here. Well, I didn't check that. I, I wasn't able to figure out where they were, so I, 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 I take off my, my hat to you on that one, for sure. Very good research on that one, Will. Glad that, that, that you figured that out, because it, it does make it a lot more interesting. But what it then does is really ask more of the question, how does Henley know this? <laughs> He's right. Well, If he was just making it up, okay, no problem. <laughs> He's wrong. He's really 500 miles away. He's really 100 miles away. But if he's on the nose, <laughs> something's wrong here. <laughs> I mean, he's he must be like some sort of, you know, human homing pigeon or something. Because as you, as you say, I mean, he, he uh, you know, it's, it's like he's got uh, an atlas kind of engraved into his brain. If, uh, you know, he just, yeah, I know that mountain. I know the, I know, I recognize that exact mountain range. And I kind of know exactly where I am and exactly where sort of Switzerland is based on based on that i mean it's uh, a phenomenal piece of navigation um it's but uh, yeah too good to be true yeah, i think there's no question about that interesting but uh, the, uh, the the castle that we uh, that we see here uh Ooh, I, I have a few ahead. more facts about that uh, it's actually quite 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 interesting so it's the uh, yeah it's the uh, neuwestein castle which uh, apparently was built in uh, 1869 for uh, king uh, ludwig ii uh, and apparently during uh, World War II, it was used as a depot um, for stolen Nazi art treasures. And uh, the, the reason it was used um, for that was because it was uh, very secluded and um, out of the way, which... Uh, 263 kilometers away from, uh, from Switzerland. From, from <laughs> Switzerland. And uh, yeah, may touch back on some of the things that we were discussing sort of, uh, you know, earlier this week about the fact that... Uh, yeah, none of these soldiers seem, uh, you know, at the airbase. It's very laissez-faire there. No one seems to to realise there's a war on. Uh, you know, obviously it's not that can't be that far away um, because too, not too long has passed since they've, uh, you know, taken off. So um, yeah, but it, uh, it clearly is a bit of an out of the way uh, part of Germany. Um, this castle, uh, you know, uh, if you are a, a Disney. Uh, fan, you might recognise this castle because uh, it's used by Disney as the model as the model for Disneyland's uh, Sleeping Beauty castle because of its uh, its uh, you know immense attractiveness. And uh, this uh, this isn't Great Escape isn't the only film that uh, this castle appeared in. Um, it apparently also turns up in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Ooh, very wow. Well, I'm so impressed. First of all, I didn't check to see what the name of the castle was. I never even thought to, to try to look it up, but 
what is very interesting is I just kept referring to it as the Disney Castle. Ah, which which is hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Just show because I said, oh, that reminds me of the Disney Castle. Yeah. Well, now you know it wasn't. It's it's not by accident. It's completely by design. Completely. Yeah. He does. He does a nice flyby of of the castle. He does. As as the minute ends. You know, he does, does a very nice job there. He He's now showing once again that he does know how to fly. So I'm just really confused. You know, is he able to fly or not? I think we're going to go backwards and forwards on this, uh, you know, all week. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not too <laughs> sure. It's a very good question that we can keep asking. We can even try to ask it again tomorrow if we want. Because <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll see a little bit of it tomorrow. Well, I, I look forward to finding out what's going to happen in this next minute. Yeah, seriously. All right. So, you have anything else to say about this minute? No, I've uh, tramped all of my sand into uh, into the uh, parade ground uh, for this episode. So, yeah, I'm all done. Okay, great. So, uh, you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, come to my site, explodinghelicopter.com. Check out our podcast. It's called Exploding Helicopter on all pod- good podcatchers and some moderate ones as well. Um, and yeah, come say hello to me on social media at Trouble. All right. Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to the show. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So, Will, you want to come back tomorrow and uh, finish off the week with us? I'm this far with you. I might as well, uh, I might as well uh, yeah, shove my uh, head out of, the, uh, out of the tunnel and make, uh, make a dash for the woods. Right. Just make sure that the guard's not looking when you when you come out. Oh, God, God. And keep your head down. <laughs> yeah, heaven forbid. Well, until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho. Everyone, because we're winding down and we have less than 30 episodes left, I decided I'm going to do something very special for the final episode of this podcast. If anyone can please send us any questions, we're going to do a Q&A section, me and one or two other guests. So if you have any questions about The Great Escape or about doing a Movies by Minute podcast or about me or <laughs> anything that you want to ask, it doesn't make a difference. You can ask us questions. And once we record episode 172, we will answer all of your questions, get them to us as quickly as possible. You know where to send them as a private message to Facebook, to Twitter, or you can send them to email any which way that we can see the questions and no one else will see them and we will answer them live for you. Thanks a lot, everyone.